The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton. Kurt Daniels and Shannon Gross. 888-855-2297, but don't call us until the second segment. Gil Brent, the newest member of the Ring of Honor. And welcome to the show, the only member of our Ring of Honor, Brian Broadus. Broadus, what's up, baby? What's yes, up, sir. Broadus? How are you this you guys, Friday? You guys brought me in because I'm old enough to remember Gil Brent. <laughs> Too, 20 years of going to football games in the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. It's 1972 to 1992. This guy yeah. knows a little guy, something about Gil, too. Yeah. yeah, he brought me in. Yeah. But hey, tell us a Gil Brandt story. Kurt, by the way, Kurt, we're thinking about you. Kurt having some tests done today. Yeah, always thinking about Hoping Kurt. Hoping for good news out of that. So, what you got, Broadus? No, I, you know, when you start talking about guys that affected the way, affected, and I mean this in a positive way, or, you know, your job, my job when I was an NFL scout. Things that uh, you know we we kind of like take for granted now, like the combine and mm-hmm. pro days and stuff like that. And you realize there's a man walking around that you know today is getting inducted into the Ring of Honor or you know going to be part of that here when the New Orleans game takes place. But he had such a, an effect on everything that we do now in the National Football. He talks about his boss and Tech Stram, but what Gill did for scouts is incredible. And you think about this, how he's, uh, you know, I just think about pro days. I think about Gil telling me the story of the time he timed a player in an airport (coughs) terminal in a 40-yard dash, (laughs) marked off 40 yards and had a guy run on the carpet in an airport terminal and flew to the next school, you know. Had I saw one time Gil take take pool chalk, put it on a kid's fingers, Didn't didn't have the vertex machine. Took pool chalk, put the put the blue pool chalk on the kid's index finger, measured him out, got a got a spot on the wall, and then had the kid jump and then measured between the time he reached and you know you're sitting there thinking, wow okay, and then they vent the vertex and you know and so yeah just so many things that 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 I think fans like you know really enjoy like say the combine, you know the interest in the draft all that is a lot of. All that is Gil Brandt. Didn't I hear where – was he <laughs> – He's incredible. Was he part of the – you know, you always hear about the trade value chart. Was he part of that? No, he he really wasn't part of that. The first time I ever heard trade value chart was Jimmy Johnson and, and a guy named uh, McCoy. Okay. Yeah. That when we were in Green Bay, and this was in the early 90s, that they had come up with this this chart that they used for value. And we were all up there in Green Bay. We are like, what are they talking about? You know, we're – we weren't a very big numbers team. We were well, we were height, weight, speed team. You know, as far as evaluations, but you know, no, Gill was Gill. Gill had a lot of things. There's just so many things that Gill did. You know, he was in an era too where uh, we had the the NFL and the AFL. You know, yes, and stash and players, yeah. and you know, he just told the story about how he held up the draft for six hours to get a medical report for on a, on on Mel Renfro. You know, and so you're sitting there and you, how can you hold the draft up for six? But they did. They did. They, they, you know, that's, that's kind of an era where, uh, you know, you go back and you kind of laugh and, and you say, man, they used to take players off, you know, those owners would walk in with uh, street and Smith magazine 
and they'd walk in and oh, this guy's an all American. This guy, you know, this they, they just like a list of guys. I mean, they, they Gil Gil was the guy that actually went out to the school. I will tell you a real quick funny story about Gil. Mm-hmm. Gil knew how to use his expense account. Gil was really good at using his expense account. He one time he had to get his dry cleaning done, right? Really didn't want to pay for it on his own. So he took a road trip to Tulsa, just up the road, got on Southwest Airlines, (laughs) got on Southwest Airlines there and uh, took a road trip to Tulsa, had all his dry cleaning with him, dropped it off on the way, on the way, uh, on the way into school. And then when he was done scouting his players, picked up his dry clean on the way back and he was able to expense it. Yeah. (laughs) Gil always, uh, he was a very creative, creative on and off the very creative man. And one more quick little story. We're at uh, the East West game in Palo Alto, California. And Gil, there's this guy, he's got this beautiful looking uh, Stanford tracksuit on, you know, the, the, the S with the, with the tree, the, you know, the pine tree in the middle of it, you know, beautiful, beautiful logo, red, beautiful Nike suit. Gil walked over. He goes, where'd you get that suit? Oh, well, we have him, you know, we have him here at Stanford, you know. He goes, oh, okay. Hey, that suit's, boy, it's a nice suit. He kept, he kept, just kept, every time he passed by the guy, he would ask him about the suit. Next day, guess who had a track suit on? Gil. <laughs> Gil, had, Gil had the red track suit. <laughs> so, Gil always had a way of kind of, you know, he would, he would manipulate You're things. You're working now. He will work you to the yeah. point where, like, I bet you that he went, the guy went back to the locker room. Gil probably followed him back to his office. And made him take the tracksuit off and give it to him right then and there. <laughs> no, you know, I'm head, head personnel guy yeah. for the Dallas Cowboys. But he had a lot of great relationships. I mean, yeah, you he go, did. Yeah, you go around the you go around the uh, the country and you talk about Gil Brandt to it's like these old these old school you know uh, departments you know the Michigans the Ohio States University of Texas was a big one for him Alabama everywhere that I've ever gone on pro day Gil Brandt has managed to show up. And he's treated like royalty everywhere we everywhere we've gone. Yeah. So if you don't, if you guys, I, have a, I had a job because of Gil Brandt because of what he did with scouting and yeah. the, the development of going out on the road and evaluating players and and all that. So always grateful. He's one of the pillars of the National it, Football League. It, and, and this this is what make this is what separates Gil Brandt from all other scouts. And brothers agreed it is. Is he had his own stash of players? Yeah. He went to he went to so many schools, and black colleges so, too. Yeah, and he, that's where he mastered. Yeah, he mastered it, and and he was smart enough to say, okay, this is this dude here. Yeah, any other team could be a first or second round. But he'd get him to free agents. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was he was, he was amazing. the master. Bro. He, they, they were them in the in the old uh, Kansas City Chiefs in the yes. AFL days. Mm. If you look at the Chiefs roster when they were winning when the Super Bowl in '69, I think it was or '70, that that they, they they were they had a really a good handle. A lot of NFL teams didn't have a really good handle on the the, the black player. Sure, and and they, and they and you know they were going into to Grambling and to Jackson State so, and Alcorn the and those sweat. Were, yeah, they, yeah they were they were scouting that they were scouting that just as hard as they were scouting Michigan and Ohio State and Let Notre Dame you, and those places when they wanted a one on one corner yeah a man to man corner yeah they always stayed in the swag yeah. and even when I when I went to college. You know, the Lord A&M the, guy. Oh right? man, they yeah. wanted they wanted them, bro. They wanted them swag players that could play that um, press play man. that press man, yeah. bro. Yeah. Ooh, and that's where he was great at. That's what Gil had a knack for talking to my people, black people. Yeah, he had a knack. Yeah, I'm serious now. Yeah, he was sweet at that. Yeah, the thing, the things. <laughs> if you if you guys haven't story, done man. a lot of yeah. research on on text and and Gil, 
the things that they did back in their time that still translate to today's game. Like, I don't think there's some so, things you can't get away with, no, though. But right. they, they had a few that were that were a little like, yeah, you actually did that, and they're like, yeah, we did, you know. Yeah. Well, they had the commissioner in their back pocket. That is true. That is very true. Gill and Gill and Tex were very very close to Commissioner Ro, uh, Roselle. Yeah. And. Matter of fact, Jerry Jones tells a story. Can I tell another quick story? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Jerry Jones, sir. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make no, this story. No, this, hey, this is your segment. Whatever you I appreciate. We've got to talk about the, the Tennessee Titans, though. Not cause, really. Because Casey, nah. Casey's a good player for them. Yeah, you know, we, they are out of giving me a whole spiel. Go ahead, <laughs> on. We want to hear your stories. <laughs> when, Jerry, when Jerry was sitting at Valley Ranch, and he told this story one time, we were at Chris Hall's birthday party. He's Chris's coordinator at College County. He said he told a story about the time when he was sitting in what was his office at Valley Ranch. He was sitting across the table from Tex Ram. And Tex uh, was negotiating his buyout. You know, he was he was thinking, okay, this is what I have to do, and all. And Jerry's across the table talking <clears> to him. <throat> Finally, they agree on that, and Tex goes, okay, very good. And so he turns around, he spins around at his desk, hits the phone, picks up the phone, hits the button, and he says, uh, "Yeah, Pete, uh, yeah, you can give him the team. I've got everything I need to uh, to do here. I've got it all arranged. So go ahead and give him the team." <laughs> So basically, he, he Tex Ram was holding up the sale of the Cowboys until he got his deal done, <laughs> and Jerry made Jerry wait on the other side of the table, and he was calling direct line to the commissioner, say, "Okay, give Jerry the team. He, he's he's he, I've got everything wow. I needed out of this." It's wow. a great story. Jerry Jones got some tremendous. I wish everybody could go to dinner with Jerry Jones just to listen to the stories. It, it, listen to the real stories. Yeah, he's got some stories that you just go. Not when he's trying to entertain you, yeah. but when he's telling yeah. you what <laughs> to deal but, with. But that's, that, but that's the relationship that Tex Stram and Gil Brandt, and that's how they could hold up the draft for six hours because they, they, they had the power to do those types of things. Wow. Can you imagine holding up the draft for six? I mean, we do the draft in here, you know, pick by pick by pick, and yeah, it's hard enough to do it for, you know, the, the 12, 15 hours we do. You know, and Can you imagine starting at 1 in the morning? Yeah. Holding oh, it no. up for six hours? No, no. The, the draft <laughs> used to be – I mean, the draft was forever. I mean, the draft went on oh, for yeah. all these rounds. I mean uh, – 17. Yeah, no, quick quick story, too. I mean, 17. Green Bay. Wow. Green Bay at the time, uh, you know, the 17-round draft. And uh, Dave Hanner, who worked for Vince Lombardi, goes uh, – they were down to the last round, and he had to catch a train. That's when they used to have to take trains to go play on the West Coast swings and stuff in Green Bay. And Hanner, Dave Hanner, Hog Hanner goes, uh, he told the secretary, he goes, uh, administrative assistant, gave her three names and says, if any one of these names are available, pick them in the last round for us. I had to go catch the train. Yeah. That just shows you how far the drafts come. You know, I mean, Gil Brandt, those guys were part of that. They were part of that. You know, there's 17 rounds, man. A lot of, a lot of picking going on. And what, it was what, about 26 teams then, 20? It was less than, yeah, yeah it was less than that. Teams. Yeah, it was trying to think yeah. of the exact number. Yeah, it won a bunch of teams, but brought a lot of players. I remember 76 yeah. when, yeah, when, when I was, like, say, when I really, like I said, I started going to games in 1972. Right. And when Texas Stadium was first, first open and – for 20 years, I mean, until I went to work for the Packers, we had season tickets, and I'd go, and Gil Brandt, those teams that he, he had were incredible. And the great thing about those teams were I never – those guys never moved in free agency. You know, Roger Staubach was uh, always stayed, involved. Yeah. You know, uh, Harvey Martin was always involved. Jethro Pugh, he told a story, was always involved. Randy White was same. They never moved. So I got to see the same players play over and over and over again and, you know, and didn't, never lost them in free agency. How did you get into scouting? I don't know if I've ever heard this story. 
I was uh, I was a. Uh, you played at LSU, yeah. Right? I played at LSU, and then I, I went as uh, I went to work as an assistant recruiting coordinator after I was finished. So I, I was that was the first job out of college. First job out of college, I was evaluating players at LSU, and then I went to work at Texas A and M in 1990. And so then I got fortunate enough to go from from A and M to NFL Europe. Okay. So yeah, with Tech Schramm. Matter of fact, Tech Schramm was my boss, and uh, a guy named uh, a guy named Chip uh, Chet Franklin. Uh, he was working with us in NFL Europe, and he said, when I get an opportunity to get you out of here, I'm going to move you along. And I said, well, I appreciate that. But I was happy. I was happy seeing the world. I was 20, you know, I was 20 some odd years old, I, you know, seeing the world for free. And so, you know, my first opportunity, he, you know, he, he got me a, a job interview with the Packers and with Ron Wolf, mm-hmm. And on a Tuesday, and I started with the Packers on a Thursday. Wow. So I moved from Green Bay. I met, with, I met in Tulsa, Oklahoma at a hotel at a Marriott in Tulsa. And I, Mr. Wolf said, uh, he goes, well, when can you start? And I said, when do you need me? He goes, how about Thursday? So I picked up my life <laughs> on Wednesday and moved to Green Bay and lived there for five years. But, yeah, that, that's how it was. I was really fortunate. A lot of people, you know, we go out and speak to groups and stuff like that. We talk to people, and they're like, I spoke to this class one time at this university at North Texas, and I go, I go, folks, there's nothing I studied that got me my job. And the teacher looked at me like, "Are you kidding me?" You know, but <laughs> that there's teacher no, should yeah, know better. Yeah, but there's nothing I studied, and I yeah. just sometimes in life you've just got to get with the right people. You just yes. got to you got to you got to yes. prove your worth to the right person, and that person has to not be afraid to recommend you, and then that person who they're recommending you to has to give you the opportunity. And that's my life has been that way. It's not, I'm not smart. Mm. I'm not smart at all. But I've been very fortunate to be smart in football, you know, and that's got me opportunities. Yeah. Okay. Well, Rodis, uh, nice to see you, huh? Well, hey, good seeing you. <laughs> yeah. right, what do we got? We got, we, we got ten minutes. I got, I got to be on the radio at one hundred five three. Okay. Well, hey, hey. Uh, I got a question for Broadus. Does he know the story about uh, Gill trying to trade up for, or no, not trying to trade up? The 49ers hopped ahead of Gil Brandt and the Cowboys to get Jerry Rice. But they, yeah. the Cowboys had been targeting yeah. Rice the entire time. Yeah. That's. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was. Uh, those, those are some. I don't know the exact story of how that happened. I, I do know, though, that Bill Walsh, I know in Bill Walsh's book, he talked about that, that, you know, that they, they, matter of fact, they, Bill Walsh was adamant. Jerry Rice ran a very poor 40 time. Yes, he did. Really poor 40 time. And they finally sent, uh, Bill Walsh sent one of his scouts down there. And he says, don't come back unless you got a good 40 time. And he goes, and basically told him, if you have to make up the 40 time, you do it. I'm drafting this guy. <laughs> So yeah, that. But there's you know a lot of like, there's been a lot of great great general managers and personnel guys like Gil Brandt that you know that this league has has been very fortunate to have. Let me let me say something, man. Jerry Rice, Mississippi Valley. Yeah, I went and saw him then play Tech, Louisiana this, Tech. Yeah. This, this is what's so funny. Him and Walter Payton, Jackson State. You, you remember Mr. Sanjay Lau talking yeah. about toting the bricks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jerry's hands are incredible. Well, Jerry Daddy used yeah. to throw. The big he was a, he was a bricklayer yeah. to, to his son. His yeah. son used to catch him, catch him. Yeah, see, and that's what I'm saying. It's one thing to tote bricks, but learn how to catch him. Yeah, now football becomes very easy. Yeah, and he came into the league, brought us. Remember his first year? They thought like this dude yeah. can't catch, can't catch. Yeah, then all of a sudden, yeah, you can catch a ball, you can catch a wrench. <laughs> Yeah, he, he caught a lot of balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Wow. But anyway, man. Any more? Any more? Nah, it's good. Let's talk about these Tennessee Titans. Congratulations, right. Gil Brandt. Yes, yes sir. Hall, yes, sir. Hall of Fame will be next. Well he deserved. Came and got well me, deserved. So. Yeah. I, I have one name that I want to ask about, and one name only, because you turned me on to this guy. Amari Cooper. 
Yeah, that's a good one to have. Nah, forget no. Jamal. Okay. His name was Jarrell Casey. Casey. Yeah. Tell him how good he is. Bro. No, he is good. Nate Newton would not want to block Jarrell no, Casey very sure much. Would. No. Jarrell Casey would give Nate Newton some problems because he's a quick guy, real quick guy. He's kind of Nate loved those big kind of guys yeah. he can get his hands on the Gilbert Browns of the world. That right. He could, he could go belly to belly with and block. <laughs> yeah, that's right. These kind of guys that kind of swim and move and all that. That that's going to be a that's going to be a problem for Nate. But yeah, th- this is the one that to me the the. When you watch the the Titans play defensively, they haven't given up many points, but they played some offenses that have been challenged, and they're going to play another one on Monday night. This one that that we cover every day. So, but you're going to have to block Jarrell Casey. I think the way to beat the Titans is, you know, I've come out here before and said you got to run the ball, you got to do this, you got to do that. I, I do think that the, that the Titans can give up plays through the air. Right, they, they've struggled. They've struggled with Malcolm Butler. They've struggled with Logan Ryan. They've struggled with a Dory Jackson. They just haven't found a way to get people. Uh, they haven't, you know, with, with in some down to distance situations, I've seen people make plays. Every game that I've watched, it seems like everybody has thrown a touchdown pass on these guys that's been longer than 50 yards. I mean, I, I just go with these games, I'm going, my gosh, did it happen again? I mean, last week, uh, before their bye week, they were in London to play the Los Angeles Chargers. And the Chargers, Phillip Rivers, they loaded it up and just first play of the game, just well, shot yes. it down oh, the left sideline, you know, and it woo. was a big, big play. Eagles hit them on a big play. Baltimore's hit them on a big play. Everybody that they've played, uh, Philadelphia, I mean, I said that the, all these teams have thrown the ball on these guys down the field. So, but it's a matter of can, can this offensive line protect? Can they, can and I asked Jason Garrett about that today, the twist stunts, the stuff that happens up front. He says, no, we absolutely have to get better at that. Because this is a big part of Tennessee's game. If they're going to get a sack, it's going to be because of twist stunts, loop stumps, T-E-E-T, all these kinds of different looks that, you know, Nate can better explain that they give problems if you're on different levels and the lack of communication. How big of a difference do you think we'll see immediately in three to four weeks from now from the offensive line coach change? Do you think you'll be able to notice it in this game? This man right here will tell you something that I th- – and, and I hope I'm not putting words in his mouth, but I think he'll tell you this. You're going to go from a team – you're going to go from catching blocks to punching blocks. Yeah. You know, you're going to go with hand. He you said, know, he said yeah. it. Okay, good. I'm punching. Going, I'm, yeah, that's, yeah, you're going to see a more physical mm-hmm. a more physical style of – and, I, and, I, and I, I do believe this of my heart because – you know, I, you, your heart and my ears, I hear. Right. I, I see with my eyes, I, I believe with my heart, and I yeah. hear with my ears, though. They, this offensive line has had their problems. We've all seen that. But they, they, I, I, they, I know they're excited about getting back to trying to be a more physical offensive line. Mm-hmm. They, I don't think they want to catch blocks anymore. I don't think they want to have to low hand, high hand, and all that and punch be with Be on hand, different levels. Be, be on different levels and punch with, you know. I, I, I think that they, they, yeah, they, they, they played poorly. They'll admit it. But I think Tyron Smith's right. You know, I mean, hey, you know, we the guy got fired because the guy didn't do a good enough job. That's basically what he told you. I mean, I'm sorry if I'm making it sound a lot harsher than it really is. He but got dismissed. Yeah, he got yeah. yeah. But this, but this, I think I don't think I think you'll see it immediately, and, and not just because it's a home game. I think you'll see this team be come out. This offensive line might be more physical. How do you think they're going to use? Now they have a new toy, Amari yeah. Cooper. Yeah. How do you think they're going to integrate him in the offense? Very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he is different. I talked to a couple scouts. One of the great things about my area is the scouts have to come by to, to get to the cars. And the candy jar. And the candy jar. <laughs> they love eating candy. Scouts love candy. <laughs> you know, they stop by and they talk and they'll tell you it's a different it's different out there now. It's a different sound. It's a different, you know, a different feel, a different vibe with him. 
You know, this guy's a he's the type of player they don't have. They made a mistake. They admit it. That's why they gave up a first-round pick to get this guy mm-hmm. because they wanted to go get somebody that could go get the football, that can run the routes, the tough routes, and come down with it. Cole Beasley's done a hell of a job, but they need somebody else. They need another one of those guys that can go in there and make some big-time plays down the field, and this guy's capable of doing that. They haven't had that guy uh, you know, uh, in a while. I mean, I, I say a while because Des Bryant at one time was that type of player, but we know Des Bryant hadn't been that – type of player for probably two, three years. So that's where I think you're at with this guy. Immediately he's going to go into the lineup, and they're going to try and get him the football, and uh, he needs to reward him with some plays. Hey, what have you seen on tape from him? You know, I hear that I, from what I hear, he's, yeah. he heads up field too oh, quick sometimes, yeah, and that's that, where the that, drop problem. That, that was in. the drop problem that I, that I saw was that he tries to get north and south really quickly. And if you go on DallasCowboys.com, I kind of broke down a couple of plays. They were playing the Titans last year, and you'll see him snatch the ball on a slant and then immediately head for the goal line and then blast it in with some help. You know, I mean, he, he's meeting guys. He shows balance, body control, all those things. This guy's very capable of taking over a game that way. So, yeah, he, you, you're, you know, I'm not saying that every drop has been because of him trying to get north and south, but he, his majority of his bad plays are him trying to do something before the ball hits his hands. And I think that's where – I think he understands that. But I, I applaud them for going out and getting a guy to try and, and be a difference maker. They, 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 you know, everybody in this division went out and made a move because they see exactly what we've all seen. Yeah. This division's here for the taking. Yeah. Go, go find a way to go get it. Every week it seems like on the opponent's defensive side of the ball – there's always one or two guys that you haven't really heard of right. until we play them, and then you hear their names and you watch, and you're like, my God, these yeah. guys are beasts. Who are those two guys on our defensive? Demarcus Lawrence, obviously, yeah. but is there another guy that other teams talk about? Watch oh, this guy, watch this oh, guy. I think, you have to be, I think you have to be concerned of, and, and Nate likes to talk about the human log. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Antoine Woods, inside, if you're, if you're a, a, a guard that lacks power and a center that lacks power, the human law can, can give you some problems inside. I think people respect the heck out of Byron Jones, too. Not that the fact they don't throw at him. I think they respect the way that he covers, the way he goes about his job. You know, and I think you have to respect as a fresh uh, – almost said a freshman – as a, a rookie, Leighton Van Der Esch. You know, I think you really have to respect his, his ability to get to the football along with Jalen Smith. On Jones, you know, Brodus, in a, what I've learned from him from his rookie year – to now and covering, his windows are so closer. Yeah. He, he is so much closer to yeah. the great to the receiver, great man. Athlete, yeah. Whereas before he would, on an in route or yeah. something, or yeah. a double separation, move route, yeah. he, he would let the separation yeah. and he will yeah. try to catch up. Yeah. But now he will try to keep his hands yeah. on him. And then he, when they try to separate, he try to close. He's a good offhand player. Yeah. He's a, yeah. he's a stab, release, you know, keep yeah. with the guy. Those, those are the wow. things that he can do really, really well. Well, Broadus, any any parting words? Anything we should be looking for? Anything? No, you just go get your victory. You know, yeah. at home. You know, get this thing back to four and four. You what does this victory mean? What would this victory here? Well, mean? It, it means that you've got then you get another opportunity to go to Philadelphia the next week. Now you got the, some division games coming up. You got Philadelphia coming up. You got Washington coming up again. These you know these next three games I think are really really important for the Cowboys. I, I really do. I mean, you got to go get this victory. But find a way to go win a game at Philadelphia. You've had some decent success at Philadelphia. And then the Atlanta game, you know, at noon, they're a little bit suspect on defense offensively. But you got some tough games you got coming up with your your defense. It'll be the test to see if you can hold up. This this Tennessee team's offensively challenged. We'll see what else happens. What's okay? your prediction? Uh, I picked the Cowboys to win. Got to go do radio. All right. All see right, you, brothers. Hey, Appreciate thank it. Thank you very much, we'll, man. We'll Great take a quick break. Too. Great. Travel we'll be safe. back. Travel safe. In just brothers. a moment on Hanging with the Boys. 
A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Back. Sorry, I was at the other end of the table trying to do Kurt's job for him since he's not here. Oh, my God. You still ain't going to get his man no love. A true cowboy loves his freedom. And Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch that nestles you in fabrics you can barely feel. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Okay, here's what we're doing today. This is not a normal call-in day. Today, you have 30 seconds to ask your question, we won't interrupt. Say hi. Say hey to Nate. Tell Nate it's great to talk to him because that's what everybody does, including me every day. Call us at 888-855-2297, 888-855-2297. You have 30 seconds, and then Douglas is cutting you completely off. Nate and I are going to answer it very quickly. We want to see how many calls we can get through in the next 27, 30 minutes or so. Yes. We I'm going to start the clock with their first syllable. Yes. So you'll invite them on the show. When they say something, I'm hitting that. Hitting the button. Hitting the stop. All right. And we're going to try to see how many calls. This is caller one. Because I've been getting a lot of people saying, man, I can't get through. I'm finding out who want to get through That's today. right. And if and if guess what? If If we get through a call, do you have two lines back there, Douglas? I do. Let's go, Doug. If we get through, if we get to a dead spot where there's nobody waiting on the line, where we get into the next call, we're stopping the show, and we're it's Friday. We're getting out of here early. You Ooh, I got a stopwatch. I got a stopwatch. You got a stopwatch. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Here we go. James in New York City. What's happening? Thirty seconds, James. Hey, boys. Thanks for taking the call. All right, Mike. That's what we do with the game. Why are we wearing the blue jerseys at home 
I mean, to me, <laughs> tradition's everything. Yankees don't wear anything but pinstripes. That's what we should be. I'd like to hear your thoughts, boys, because we should only wear white at home always and forever. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. That is a great question, and that is also a great tradition. If you don't know the story behind it, Tech Shram started that out back in the, the day because he wanted the, the fans at home to see all the other different colors of the, the visiting team's jerseys, so he put the Cowboys in white so all the colors would come through the stadium. And it seems like we lose every time we're in Navy. It's not true. We're about 500, but it feels like we lose every time we're I in hate Navy. blue. You didn't like them when you I played in like them? No. I'm with the caller. Thank you. What about you, Douglas? Douglas is probably taking a call right now. I just – I like it because it's different. But I get the tradition and the 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 white and wearing that at home, and I like it. But I like I don't mind it. I like to see it mixed up every once in a while. I like to see it mixed up. I like the white. You like the white? Yeah. Man, please. But I like that? the I like the, and I'm in quiet voice because Broadus is on the radio oh, in here. Yeah, I hear him in the um, background. I hear the, you in the background. hear him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know they there used to be the superstition about the blue jersey, and so. In the mid to late 80s, Tech Schramm changed the blue jersey, and he got those silver, the silver piping on there. And it, it used to just be a plain college-level-looking blue jersey. And ever since that change, and I bet the Joneses have done some adjustments to that blue jersey, it's a really cool jersey, but I still like the home field whites. Yeah. Do we have anybody else on the phone? We do. We have Adam in Atlanta. Okay. Adam in Atlanta. You got 30 seconds. What's up? Hey, how you doing, guys? Great. Um, hey, looking forward to y'all coming to Atlanta. So I got tickets for that game. Excited. So looking forward to it. Hopefully it won't be like last year. But a question I have for you guys, how much does the offensive line coach affect the tight ends? I mean, I know there's a tight end coach, but how does his interaction with the tight end coach affect their play? Because obviously we've seen a decline because, you know, we don't want Jason Witten Four, there. But how does three, that, how does their communication with two, each other play on that? One. Great question. Thanks, Nate. See? Great question. And I'm going to defer to my co-host, Nate Newton, because I have no idea how involved the offensive line coach is with the tight ends. When we, when, 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 with Tony Wise, we, I think we had a pretty good uh, tight ends coach. I can't remember who it was. I don't want to say Robert Fortis, maybe somebody like that. They knew that they knew what to do and how to block. But with Hudson Hawk, we would bring the tight ends over a little bit more and get get them a little bit more involved in what we were doing and how we needed certain things blocked and stuff like that. Because uh, uh, we were, we were, by that time we were really established as a pretty good run team. So do tight ends block different than offensive linemen? Uh, or is the technique the same? Some of the techniques are the same nowadays. I, I, what I see tight ends do is pathetic, but uh, <laughs> but it gets the job done. Uh, a, a lot of guys just shield block as tight ends. You you know you're not gonna get mo, mo, a lot of movement, but when you get somebody like Grunk who can set the edge for you, mm-hmm. you know that that's that's a unique thing. And I think Kelsey will try. Like the you know the taller, rep. bigger guys that yeah. can get leverage. Man, that's why Hannah was so key to us. Mm. Hannah could set an edge. You know, Hannah could set it. We got another caller. Hey, thanks. Great call, sir. Great call, Glenn in Ottawa, Canada. What's up north of the border, man? I'm um, just waiting to come down to visit. Well, come on. I'm coming. To, I got tickets for the Washington game and the New Orleans game. Awesome. We'll see you then. You got 20 seconds. What's up? Uh. 
question, with the problems that the offensive line has had, why do we have a fullback on the team? Can they not use the fullback to assist in the blocking? Hopefully Nate can uh, shed some light on that. Thank you. Great question. Thanks for calling in, Glenn. seconds. Perfect time. Yeah, man. What you I, think about that? You know what, Why sir? are they not using the fullback more? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't... <laughs> That's just one of the many questions I have of why we had seven wide receivers, four tight ends, and a fullback. If you're not going to use them, right? If, if you're not, if, if they're not going to be used at least thirty-five percent of the time, mm-hmm. why have them all? You know, we well, we use the fullback maybe every other game. Yeah. You know, so there's so, there's a lot of teams in the league that don't even use a fullback nah, anymore, right? Nah, they they just like man, forget this. We're using linemen. So, so. Wow, I mean that's that's a great question, sir. I, I have no idea. That's something that uh, we'll have to get Broadus or Mickey to ask Coach yeah. Garrett why. That'd be a good question. Yeah, be, be, we'll, we'll we'll write that down, Shannon, if you can remember it, and you know get Mickey to ask that question of Broadus because I do not have. And Broadus is right in there, so Douglas, don't let him leave before you ask that question to Broadus. Yeah, Douglas, make yourself useful. I know you're double hand double fisting phones, but Alma and Longview. How are you? Hello, Alma. Hello. Hey, Hello. Alma. How are you? You on? Let's go. I'm. I'm good. Uh, hello, guys. How y'all doing today? We are great. How are you? All right. Uh, I'm interested in why we don't have a, a new quarterback coach, a better quarterback coach, and why we let the one that we had go. But, that is a great question. Thank you for the call, and that's one that I will never know why they let Wade Wilson go. I know. I, I, they, well, they've loved Kellen Moore ever since he got in here, and that was that was Wade's guy. Wade, I think they hung on to Kellen Moore. No, that was Coach Lanahan's guy. That's what Wade I meant. Wade Wilson. That's what I meant. Yeah, that that was Coach Lanahan. That's that it still is Coach Lanahan, and I have no problems with with that guy, mm-hmm. Kellen Moore. But I don't know why they did not renew Coach Wilson. I think he was uh, an asset to Dak. And I, and I, but now that's another question I've asked Dak, you know, do you miss him? And, you know, Dak probably, he sounds so much like Coach Garrett now too. I will say every time I say I call Kellen, I call him Coach. What's up, Coach? He just laughs. Yeah. He's still getting used to that name. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Back to the phones, Curly in Vermont. What's up? Curly? Are you kidding me? It's Pearly with a P, man. You know, like peanuts? <laughs> we'll, give you extra, we'll give you extra 10 seconds. Go ahead on, Pearly. All right. This, yeah. this question is for Nate. Do former players ever give the players tips, especially you and the offensive linemen? If I got a story for you. Get on it. Yeah, I got a story for you. <laughs> Thanks. I love you, Joe. Bye. Thank you. Charles Haley. Just saw him, and He by the still way. went 20 seconds. He didn't go long. Good for him. Uh, Just saw him in the lunchroom. We, Charles Haley gives tips, but they ain't nice tips. He can't. We can't even tell you what he tell says. A guy, he can't even tell a guy in a night, okay, line up here, take this step without cussing him. <laughs> so, but nah, uh, players give tips. You know, uh, Jay Novacek used to come out. Uh, Leon Lett is a coach. Uh, who else? Who we got? Uh, uh, Andre Gerard. Andre Gerard. Um, What's the Phillip guy in scouting? The guy in scouting. 
Uh, blah, 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 scouting. Play defensive tackle. Josh Brent. Josh Brent. They all give. Philip Tanner. That yeah, they all help. Back. and Yeah, they all help and do what they can do, man. But Coach Garrett. Yeah, I stay out of the way because too many voices can, can, uh, can confuse. You know, because you want to always put your spin on it as a player. But me personally, you know, I, I, I try to watch and see what a coach has done. Like when I go to training camp, it's two things I try to accomplish, evaluate the team and its players, but I also try to see what the coach is trying to teach. And if I could add to what he or she is teaching, then I do. But if I can't, then I stay back out of the way. Yeah, and you do that a lot more like at training camp than you do around yeah, here. At training yeah. camp, you're a little more involved and in walking the sideline. Yeah, yeah, hollering at them and saying a few things. But, man, because that one-on-one pass rush would be nice. And then sometime that uh, one-on-one what know, the receivers, receivers in. Do they do that? Do they do only do that at camp or do they do They that do a here? little bit of one-on-one out there sometimes, you know, but not much, you yeah. know, because they're they getting ready for the season and they don't want to get beat up. Yeah, you know? that's a rough drill, man. Yeah. This is probably the most fun drill to watch at camp. Douglas, by the way, tell remind us to tell you after the show what Charles told us at lunch. Yeah, that would be cool. sweet. <laughs> I look forward to be sweet. <laughs> Let's go back to phones. Greg in Columbus, what's up, man? Hey, guys. I got a quad. Uh, got a statement and I got a question for you got 30 seconds you better hurry up Uh, okay the question is or the statement is I I truly believe this team will go eight and one seven and two the finish the season I don't really have the the competition really doesn't scare me and they can you talk about uh that time when uh I forget which Super Bowl it was when Jimmy Johnson stood up and and famous uh uh how about some Cowboys what 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 was going through your mind it's over. Cut him. I didn't get what he said. He wanted you to. He wanted to know the story behind when Jimmy stood up in the locker room and said, "How about them Cowboys?" That was after the Forty Nineers NFC Championship game. That's when he hollered, "How about how about them Cowboys?" Because everybody uh, predicted us that we was a year ahead of schedule, mm-hmm. and uh, Jimmy like, "No, nah, we ain't ahead of schedule. We right on time because we finna whoop these boys." And that's what he told the team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what he told us. Uh-huh. So when we came back in the locker room, you know, that's the first thing you holler. How about them cowboys? Kind of like they, I told you guys. Yeah, and he tried to tell the media, but they didn't want to listen because. And let me say this right here, man. Say something, preach, Nate. Let me say this right here. I was listening to Troy talk last night because. Coach Gruden is tearing down his team. Mm-hmm. And I forgot this. And they made the trade for Herschel Walker. And, man, what what they said in those papers at that time, if Jimmy wouldn't have had a firm grip on us and we would have fed it, I mean, boy, they, they dogged us royally. You know, the Cowboys trade their only player where they going now, nowhere ever. I mean, it, it was just ugly writings after ugly writings after ugly writings. And, and I and I look back on that right there, and those same guys and gals, and within two years, you know, they want you to forget that. You know, and, and I'm not telling the Raiders players to be mean and hateful because we wasn't. We wasn't we wasn't built that way. Mm. But you got to remember when people write bad things about you. You know, you more importantly, you, sometimes you got to remember who wrote those bad things because we cross the line as media sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, even when Miss Hearns called in and, 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 and you know, hey, I'm Miss Hearns. Uh, you know, Mrs. Hearns? You know, 
even when she called in, the first thing I thought was, did I cross the line? Mm -hmm. You know, did I say something that was not true? You know, uh, and and then I felt pretty good. I thought, I thought you know, after my man business turned, I'm good. But anyway, <laughs> I, I I think about that. You gotta you gotta think about stuff like yeah. that, man. And the, the dude said, "How about them cowboys?" Because that was a shout out to a whole lot of people that said, "Hey, you went to college and got this this Jimmy Johnson. He don't know he don't know anything about the pros and da da this and you know just." I think all the bad things that we had to go through and endure, you know, we'd have never want Kevin Gogan, Nate Noon, and Mark Tourne. You would never, you never would sniff the, the the playoffs, let alone the Super Bowl. As long as you got Mark Tourne at your left tackle, you're gonna always be in the garbage. I mean, they wrote that about us, bro. Mm. And I remember people saying about Jimmy that. Uh, because he was from college, they said, yeah, he knows how to coach boys, but he doesn't know how to coach, coach men. men. And Mr. Jones took over, got, you know, walking around the locker room talking about uh, singing the uh, Beverly Hillbilly song. Right. <laughs> I'm like, and, you know, but, hey, I'm, I'm moving on, man. I'm moving on. It's just sometimes when I see that, when they yeah. when they put that up on the TV last night, when Troy them brought that up on the TV, I said, boy, they said some Ugly things about us. Do you ever – did Jimmy ever, when they were <coughs> saying those bad things, did he ever address the outside noise with you guys and tell you guys not to lose focus? Or do you, do you just keep those separate and, hey, this is football, whatever said is said, we don't worry Jimmy, about it? Jimmy sees that moment so – Jimmy sees that moment so when, – when he, when he realized – that 90% of the media was not for him. He told us, he said, a lot of y'all won't be here to reap the benefits. But he said, we're going to take this town. And he says, us against the world. Not only the Dallas people, but the Cowboys are nationally known, international. He says, us against the world. And don't you ever forget it. And I got your back. Just stay with me. Mm. Boy, you know I took advantage of that. No yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you know I took advantage of that, man. Phil yeah. Lafayette, you got 30 seconds. What's happening? 30 seconds? Yes, sir. Okay, man. Listen, I'll do this fast. Uh, here, here's a little jingle I want to dedicate to uh, uh, Scott Linehan, because this needs to be in his head Monday and forever after. Okay, you ready? Um, okay, here we go. You got 15 seconds, bro. Okay, <laughs> God, I drew a blank on You him. might want to call Throw back. You got one man on the call back. You got 10 seconds. Yeah, we're doing, you a call back? doing a different segment today. You want to call back? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Douglas, hit him. Hit yeah. him with that 30 seconds. That 30 seconds. Uh, he, he you have himself. 30 seconds. He bailed. Yeah, he bailed. Okay, he, never mind. He, he wanted to get on Lanahan and, 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 you know, now we can give you a chance to crush the coach. Yeah. Still our coach. Yeah. I mean, still your coach. <laughs> 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 What's wrong, dog? Nine. You're not taking responsibility. How many calls we've had so far? Seven. Okay, let's go. Let's go, Douglas. Trying to get as many as we we're can. We're open at the moment. Give him a give him a. Oh phone no! Number. He said we were ending the show when we had yeah, an open moment. She haven't given the number in a while. Eight 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 five five two two. We used to have it on the screen. Two two nine seven. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. What happened to the number that used to be on the screen? It looks so empty up there without yeah, I'm Kurt. Looking. Let's see. And you know what? We always had the 214 number. We never had the 888 number. 
We might need to redo that graphic. Yeah. Well, the the graphic that's up right now, you're not going to see in the studio. All right, let's take a quick break, Douglas. And when we come back, if we don't get any more callers, I'm serious, we're getting out of here. On Hanging with the Boys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The overprotected phone case company? Yep. And they've got an essential tool for your next tailgate party. The bear-resistant venture cooler. Now wait. In all my tailgating days, I've never seen bears tackling brats on the blacktop and you never will because a venture cooler with a locking kit is basically bear repellent can't wait to try it out at my next tailgate that's been tailgating with the otterbox boys visit otterbox.com to learn more about their certified bear resistant venture coolers Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Now's a good time to tell you that SeatGeek is the new source of tickets for all your football needs this season. SeatGeek makes managing tickets easy. Whether it's buying or transferring to a friend, they even tell you the best deals for every game based on their deal score technology, which rates every seat on historical data, price, and location. Download the SeatGeek app on your phone and take $20 off your first purchase using code DALLAS at checkout. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson Hats in the Pro Shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Back, Hanging with the Boys. Back to the phones. Jamil and Philly, what's up? Jamil. Hey, what's up, Nate? Jamil, I got some good news, some bad news. What's that? The good news is we don't took we we off we ain't playing the thirty second game no thirty second thing no more. The bad news is we got Mama Gross pretty soon, so you better hurry up. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll, I'll be quick. I'm not even gonna talk about this Titans game because I already know we're gonna wax them real quick. Okay, but what's I'm, up? I, I'm I'm here in Philly and I got to hear the noise about this team every day. What do you guys think about this game in Philly? You guys think you know you think it's a daunting task or, or you think we're gonna come get them? I, you know what, my, my, you know you, what my friend, and I'm being I'm being honest. I haven't even thought about Philly. Me either. I haven't I haven't thought about Philly. I know they went out and helped their team with Golden Tate. I I tell you what, I love that, bro. I don't know if Philly even matters if you can't win this game because if you can't beat the Titans at home with this kind <laughs> right. of revamped right, offense right. with yeah. Amari Cooper, new offensive line coach. I don't think Philly even matters. I think you got to win. This is this is almost 
as big of a must win that you can have midway through the season. Because if you can't get it together against a struggling Titans team at home, what what who cares what happens? Right? <laughs> you got to win this you game. No, I did not. You almost cussed. <laughs> Maybe almost. <laughs> Maybe almost. Garrett Boston, what's hey, up? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, Mr. Boston? <laughs> hey, how's it going? I Good. appreciate the call. Not many of us up here in Boston for you. But, um, well, my question was going to tag on to the Golden Tate thing, so I don't know if you guys still want to hear that or not. Man, rock, bring rock, it, bring man, it. rock, man. Okay, all right. So we got to still play against Golden Tate two more times. We've already had him once. Uh, up until the time when we played him with the Lions, we were generally pretty good guarding against the slot, and then he goes off for eight catches, over 130 yards, and two touchdowns. So I know he's got a new quarterback, but, you know, looking ahead a couple games, how do you think the – Defense is going to deal with him since he gave us so much trouble before. So that was it. Uh, well, well, just like I told, and sh- and Thank Shannon you, got a Thank great spiel. Question. Shannon got a great spiel. I haven't even looked at Philly, but Shannon has a – give him the spiels, Shannon. The one I just gave? Yeah, give it to him again. It doesn't even matter what we do against Philly <laughs> if you can't win this week. Yeah. So don't even worry about that yet. Yeah. Let's just take care of business Monday. Because if you can't do it Monday, I don't think it's going to matter. You probably – you might be three games back in the division – I, I'm not even looking at that. Uh, yeah, I man. Just, I, one game at a time. But I, if you I, ask me about Golden Tate, I, I love me some Golden Tate. Now, Douglas, he don't like him no Golden Tate. Not so much. <laughs> yeah, not so much. God, he respects him, but yeah, for some reason he don't, the he don't want to own the Cowboys. But he respects him as a player. Yeah. Do we have anyone on the phone? We do. Ooh. Is it who, Mama Gross? Who is it? Hello, who's on the phone? Me. Hey, me. <laughs> she said me. <laughs> hey, first off, how are you feeling? Mama Gross had surgery this week. Oh, wow. Yeah. How are you feeling? I feel like a human being today. Are y'all ho- are y'all hopped up on pain meds? Nope. Oh, nope. That's too bad. It'd be a lot more fun <laughs> if you were. There you go. No, I didn't take them. I didn't need them. Well, good. You feeling okay, huh? I'm good. All I'm right. good. 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 Well, how'd you do last week? I won four. Yes, ma'am. Lost two and pushed one. All right. What does that bring you to for the year? 55%. All right. Not bad, Mom. Not bad. Okay, so walk us through it, Miss Gross. Through the ones that I won? Yes, ma'am. I won the Eagles-Jaguar game. Okay. Mm -hmm. I pushed the Bronco-Chiefs game. Mm -hmm. Okay. We lost the Packers Rams game. Mm-hmm. Won the Seahawks Lions game. Mm-hmm. Won the Saints and the Vikings game. Right. Mm-hmm. And I won the Redskins and the New York Giants game. And you won the Cowboys and the LSU game because they didn't play. Right. Right. But I lost the Ravens and the Panthers. So that was that was the seven that I picked. All right. Well, what you got okay. this week? What are we doing? Uh, Okay, so this week we're going with – I don't want to pick the Falcons-Redskins game because I want the Redskins to lose, so I'm not picking them. But you don't think they will, right? Well, I I don't know. But they got to lose this week because we're going to win, and then we'll all be tied 4-3. Okay, Chiefs and Browns. You're picking Um, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are giving up 8.5. Taking the Chiefs, right? I am. Because you love I think the, the Chiefs. Uh, the Browns are just not – they just haven't got it together. Okay. Taking the Chargers and the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are giving up one and a half. So Seahawks minus one and a half? Right. The Texans and the Broncos, 
Broncos are giving up one, and I'm going with the Texans. Hang on, hang on. Texans, what do you, What was it again? The Broncos are giving up one. Texans plus one. I'm taking the Texans right. plus one. All right. The Rams and the Saints. I'm taking the Saints minus one and a half. New Orleans minus one and a half. Because okay. New Orleans playing at home, right? Yes. Cool. Yes. So that's that's that's. I'm I'm yeah. Got fingers crossed. I think they're going to do it. The Buccaneers got Fitzpatrick back. I think if they would put him in earlier, they may have oh, had a chance to Fitz win that Patrick game. Oh, you love Fitzpatrick too. Yeah. Well, his teams played for him. All I mean, right. they they got so excited. Okay, so the Buccaneers and the Panthers. Um, the Panthers are giving up six and a half. I'm going with the Buccaneers. Tampa plus six and a half. Okay. All right, we got the big one. LSU. Alabama. In LSU. Death Valley. At uh, night. In, go ahead. At night. Yeah, it's a night game at home. Alabama's rated number one and LSU's rated number three. And Alabama's giving up 15 points. I'm going to LSU. LSU's getting 15? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, they are. Wow. They, are. they started yes, they are. out at 14.1. They dropped down to 13.5, and now they're back up to 15. Wow. Okay. It's been fluctuating all week, and I've watched it up until last night, and I said, okay, this is the final line. and It's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right. We got you. Okay. We got the Titans and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Monday Cowboys, night. Cowboys. Yeah, Monday night at home in the blue jerseys. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are giving up six and a half, and um, I'm going with the Cowboys. I think all the changes that have gone on with the Cowboys this week, I have to agree with you. If they don't do it this week, we're not going to have to worry about the Eagles. <laughs> right. So we're going to win this game and move on, and I think everything that's happening right now is positive. So Chiefs minus eight and a half, Seahawks minus one and a half, Houston plus one, New Orleans minus one and a half, Tampa plus six and a half, LSU plus 15, and Dallas minus six and a half. You got it. This is for entertainment purposes only. (laughs) This is just for fun. No wagering is being made on this. So if y'all, but but where where, where do you live at in Louisiana, Miss Gross? West Monroe. But if you see a lot of blue lights rolling down West Monroe. <laughs> better get out. You better come on, get out. Come on over to Dallas. Yeah. Better run fast. Yeah. What, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, well, not a whole lot, considering that I am just had surgery Wednesday morning. So All right. I'm uh, going to watch football. Of course, everybody's glued to the TV here for LSU oh, and yeah. Alabama. And yes, I get, I get yes. To, I get we to, all are. I get to watch football this weekend, too, since we play Monday night. So... I'll be out watching it as well. You know, well, I'll be texting I, you all weekend then. I you, you know, Gil Brandt got into the Ring of Honor. I watched it. Yes. I did. I watched it. Where, that was very interesting. Where did you watch it? On my phone. On Twitter, Facebook, the website, the app? The website. Website. I watched it live on the website. Okay. What do you think about your son's uh, chicken feathers growing in his head? What? Well, I kind of got used to him. I like it with the little growth. I don't like it the slicked, right. uh, shaved. Right. But um, I like it with the little growth. You like okay. it this short? Um, yeah, I do. I, I guess it's kind of growing on me. But mm-hmm. if you let it grow out, I'd like it like that too. Well, we'll see how so. I, we'll see how Kurt's doing. Maybe I'll start letting it grow. I predict you'll see Shannon this weekend. Uh, <laughs> I doubt that I, because when you said you don't need your pain kills pills. <laughs> oh, I'm going to come get him. Make a run. No. You, oh, wow. Douglas, you, Douglas yeah, you know what? Has to, say, has to be a reason. Douglas, but. I've had three hernia operations. Oh, my goodness. 
And I've never taken a pain pill in my life. Wow. This is my second surgery this year. I had an emergency appendectomy at 64 years old. Now, that's Woo. just crazy. And I've never had a pain pill. And I just got through with surgery Wednesday and have mm. not had a pain pill. That's so awesome. It's not, what, is, what is Nate saying? Uh, doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't take them because I know how much I like Miller Lite. And if I found something that made me feel better than that, I would, not, I would have issues. Well, I don't take them because I don't like the way it makes me feel out of control. I, you know, Ooh. I'm that control person. So. <laughs> Yeah, we hate to see your son walking around in his Tommy John's out there in the middle of, <laughs> <laughs> the, middle of the floor. I know, that, that just wouldn't be a pretty sight, would no, it? it would be a really glorious. Sharp yesterday in your fleece outfit from J.C. Penney. Well, thank I you. I thought those were nice. Maybe you can have mine when we're done with promoting it. Well, did y'all get Nate straightened out? Did they get you straightened out, Nate, where you could move? Yes, this dude Eric was put through the grill by your son. So <laughs> Yeah, he better get it straightened. I, yeah. I was tired of and, seeing Nate struggle over there. I know. Yeah. And Kurt, I'm I'm praying for you and fingers crossed. Yep, we are too. We're going to hear good things Mrs. next Hearns? week. No, Mrs. Yeah. It's Mama yeah. Gross, Gross, not Mrs. Hearns. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is not Mrs. Hearns. <laughs> Well, oh, thanks, Mom. God. As usual, thank you for calling. I'm glad. Hey, Miss Gross, good. did you hear about what 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 uh what Jay said the other day? About what? <laughs> oh, no, you didn't miss it. Yes, all right. Oh, she heard it. <laughs> you might have been. That might have been surgery day. You yeah. might not have heard it. Go you back and listen to it. it. Jay from Rhode Island called in. Yeah, your son set him up so pretty. He talked about anatomy <laughs> parts. Oh, okay. I'll have to go back and listen. Yeah, that yeah. Was, Let me know. I was completely out of yeah let me know what you think about it all right mom thanks for calling in we'll talk to you again next week i'll be texting you tomorrow giving you a hard time and sunday sounds good all right bye mom bye bye well douglas thanks for pushing all the buttons nate thanks for bringing it kurt we miss you kent thanks for helping us get on the air Presley, thanks for getting everything scheduled. Everybody else that's a part of this show, we appreciate you. Congratulations, Gil Brandt. Yes, sir. Gil Brandt brought us. Thanks for coming in. Everybody, enjoy your weekend because we'll have a super long day on Monday. No show on Monday, but we will be back on Tuesday to talk about this Cowboys victory, how they completely changed the offensive game plan and got Amari Cooper involved from the jump. How well the offensive line played and how in the world did Dak throw for over 315 yards and Zeke run for over 120? With 12 touchdowns all the So much offense. 12 touchdowns. We will see you guys next week. Hang it with the boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!